Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we listen to the voice of the Father through His children. Today's story comes to us from Kailash. With a background as a software engineer, Kailash moved to San Francisco and went on to create a tech startup using artificial intelligence for automated data entry. This successful business was acquired, giving Kailash the freedom to focus more on his personal life as he looks to author books and share the gospel truth. This is a Know His Love story. Since I converted to the faith and came to it as an adult, most of my life I did not know that God um, loves me or has love for his children. You know, the Hindu conception of God, it is similar to the truth in the sense that it's a, it's a formless consciousness, which is outside this universe, but it loses the fact that it's a personal God who has a will, who has an intention, and who has an affinity for his creatures above all else man. And I did not know that. And what that meant was I could not, I did not have a vehicle or a way to receive love in an unconditional way. You know, human beings, I have great parents and they're married, they're, they're fantastic, but they're human, you know, and whatever love they have for me, it will be limited in a human nature. And for me, the, the point of time before I converted, the, say the two years, three years where I lived in San Francisco and, you know, I participated in all the stuff that the secular society says you should enjoy. And I think in particular, college educated people of my age who live in um, these metropolitan areas are sold essentially this, this lifestyle, which is you will make a lot of money and you will spend it on a lot of stuff, a lot of experiences, a lot of eating out, a lot of things and, you know, creation essentially. And you'll therefore be happy somehow or some way or another, you'll be happy. And that was not the case for me. And it took me a long time to admit it, but eventually after many failed relationships and, um, you know, the inability to say no to any kind of temptation, this is really what I struggled with, you know, without the love of God, I did not know how to say no, which meant any party, I was going to say yes. Any date, I was going to say yes. Any woman, I was going to say yes. Any, you know, drug-induced music festival, I was going to say yes. And I just didn't have a way to say no, because I did not think I had something else to turn to. All I had was the creation. You know, all I had was what's here, what's in front of me, the people around me. And that's what it was like not knowing that God loved me. I only had what was in front of my face. And, you know, the enemy will use that against you. I think there are some people who are not Catholic, who live, you know, a reasonably moral life. And they're able to, they're able to say no to a lot of these, these problems that I couldn't say no to. And that's great. But for me, I was absolutely subordinate to my temptations and impulses. And there was just no way I just could not get over it without Christianity. And what happened was I was in a relationship with a woman who I lived with and it was very serious. And we were, you know, we were together. And the more I came to the faith, the more there were, you know, issues of disagreement between us, you know, different social teachings or, um, you know, teachings on human dignity, human sexuality, 
became problematic for the relationship that we had. And that relationship was one which was based out of, um, you know, convenience. It was based out of a lot of partying. It was all the stuff which I was doing. You know, I was not in a place to create an ordered relationship. But unfortunately, you know, left to your own devices, you can do that. And, you know, I think one, like I mentioned, I did not know that God loved me. And one of the, one of the preeminent ways that I tried to solve that was forming a romantic relationship with a woman, because I thought if this person loves me, then this will fill some need. I obviously, I didn't think of it that, that clearly, but looking back, I can see I was trying to fill a need with that. And eventually I, you know, we came to a place where we were not going to be together anymore. And she, um, you know, she, she called her parents. They, she, we were living together at the time and she moved out and I said, you can have whatever furniture you want. It was very ugly. And I had been discovering the Catholic faith all throughout this journey. And there was a distinct day for me that I woke up on a mattress on the floor. There was no furniture in my apartment. You know, everything was totally disarrayed and, and, um, disorganized and very ugly. And I woke up that day and I remember saying to myself, this is the worst day of my life. And I, I was struck somehow by thinking about God on the worst day of his life, which was the crucifixion. And I said that on his worst day, he chose me. And that means on my worst day, I will choose him. And Basically, from that day forward, I have done everything I can to just say yes to God. And that's really what changed my life. Because up until that point, I was really not much in terms of my career, certainly not much in terms of, you know, romantic relationships, even, even not much in terms of community and friendships. You know, I was very isolated. I didn't have, I did not have a life worth living really in any sense, I think. And that was the turning point for me to go through all that pain and put my family through all that pain and even put this other person through all that pain. You know, it was it was a very ugly experience, but I was left with nothing and I was humiliated. And the Holy Father has a great quote that I was reflecting on at that time from a homily that he did. And he said, to be humble, you must be first humiliated. And it was very impactful to me because I realized, you know, I was humiliated that this person that I had shared my life with, we were very public, you know, on social media, what have you. And I was humiliated that we were no longer going to be together. But that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You know, for me, I received my baptism, confirmation, and first communion on the same day. So it wasn't just that I was baptized, but I also received the, um, you know, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which he has given to me, were also um, confirmed. And so I, those things are kind of intertwined for me. And I think for me, what that means, receiving the sacraments for the first time, was finally being able to be the person I wanted to be. You know, I think what's really interesting is all of this stuff that I've, that I've had on my heart, all these things I've desired for a very long time throughout my adult life that I can remember, all of those things came to fruition after I was baptized. And I know that I did not have a way to utilize the gifts God gave me until I could receive the sacraments. And I think 
the question is, you know, what does it mean to be a beloved son of God? And I think for me, it, it means he will use all these gifts and all these things that he's given to you. And he is going to fulfill his promise. I mean, that's what, that's the craziest thing is I, I wanted for so long to be a successful entrepreneur. I wanted for so long to um, have community, have those types of friendships. I wanted for so long to use gifts of public speaking, you know, things that he's given to me. I had no, I never used it until I became Catholic because I needed his help, you know, the sacraments and a life of, of principle really to have opportunities to use it. And I think for me, God's love is so great that all of these things I wanted, he gave to me because all of the good things I wanted, he gave to me because he's such a good father. You know, I think for me, one of the things that I'm working on is patience, you know, the virtue of patience to not um, act impulsively, as I had mentioned before, and not, you know, to, to take time to allow things to unfold and allow, allow myself to receive his love, you know, whatever it is. And I think for me, the way that the, the, the clearest way that he shows it to me is kind of along how the other question was answered, which is anything that I've wanted, he has given, you know, and he's given it in his due time. He's not given it to me because I was impatient. He's given it at the right time, but he has given it, you know, and there's, there's so many ways that he, through my business, for example, I could tell as I started to go through that more and more, I could, I, I've started lots of businesses. I cannot even tell you how many companies I've started. They all failed until I converted. And I realized as I went through it, all these chances that I would have quit, all these chances where I would have made the wrong decision, all these times that I would have turned around, once I understood Christianity and once I could actually seek to act out of principle rather than my own self-love, my own self-needs, there are so many opportunities in my business that he, he said, hey, if you are humble, this is going to go better. Hey, if you are more patient, this is going to go better. And I think those are all great examples of how he shows his personal love that in these things I've wanted for so long, he's, he's giving me opportunities to grow in virtue. And then because God is so good, you know, you get these great results professionally, you get these great results otherwise, because he wants you to follow this path of virtue in all these everyday choices you can make in your career, what have you. And I mean, that's how I experience his personal love. Every time he gives an opportunity for you to fast a little bit longer, for you to, you know, experience some type of pain, it's always for the better. You know, I've experienced so much pain that was totally pointless. You know, I experienced a lot of self-inflicted pain, which did nothing for me. But God is good because he, he, gives, you, he gives you growth opportunities, which I think is distinct from pain. And I think that's, his, that's the most pinnacle form of love that he gives, which is this will make you a better person if you, if you trust me, if you choose this path, which is difficult. I mean, I'll give you a great example of this. I was the founder of my company, right? I was the CEO. And I cared about that a lot in pride, that title. And this is a product which is sold mostly to firms on Wall Street. And they do not want to buy from someone young. They don't want cool. They don't want innovative. They don't want that at all. And my business partner is, you know, in his mid fifties. And 
when we were first starting to work together, we didn't know what the roles were going to be, but he came back to me and said, I'm going to be the CEO and you can be the CTO. And I had, in my pride initially, I was like, this is very hard. You know, this is a hard, this is a hard way because I'm losing responsibility. I'm losing authority, what have you. But that was absolutely the right thing because as I realized that was an opportunity to practice humility and it was absolutely the right thing that the face of this business should be someone who's more senior, should be someone with more experience because these guys don't want to buy from someone who's young, you know, and that's, but that's an example of how God is, is so good that he will give you this invitation. Will you take it and be humble or will you fight? And, you know, that to me is an example of his personal love. That's very personal to me. It's like in my life, no one else is really faced with that decision, but me. And it was the virtue of humility will reward you in many ways, you know, not just financially, but it was better for the company. It was better for our customers. It was just better, you know, because I'm, I converted, I know quite a few people, including in my own family and, and from growing up who don't know the love of God. And I think, I think that one of the things people struggle to understand is I think it's um, the gospel according to Mark chapter 10, verse 30, where the Lord says, you, you will receive a hundredfold in this life and the next. And I think what people have a really hard time understanding or they've never been told is God wants to reward you in your life here today. It doesn't mean money necessarily, but he wants to give you a hundredfold, even in this time. You just have to choose him. And what I wish people understood is the mortifications, the penances, the fasting, going to church. We are, we are so deluded by the enemy that we look at these things as all penalties. You know, I tell people I go to daily mass, I go to church every day. And they're like, they look at it like I'm crazy. You know, they're like, why would you do that? It's inconvenient. It's not good. And I'm like, no, it, I get to go to church every day, you know, as a Catholic. I can go receive Holy Communion in a state of grace every day. And I wish people realized that all of these things God has offered to us in his generosity, meaning the Catholic Church, meaning Holy Communion, meaning all the sacraments. It's in his divine mercy and love that he's offered to us a way out. And I wish that the conception people had was not, this is an inconvenience to my personal needs. This is an inconvenience to my personal sense of what I can accomplish. This is an inconvenience to how I want to spend my time. And I wish instead that they could see that it's actually the most liberating thing. It's finally, you can have a way out from all your pain. You know, it's finally, there's a way that you don't have to make these decisions, which you are not capable of making, like determining right from wrong, like determining how do you spend time in the eternity and the afterlife. Like, you know, all of these things that the Catholic Church has authority over, meaning these questions of human dignity, meaning these questions of morality, these questions of what happens in the afterlife, how to pray, why do you pray, all of these things. How lucky are, are we as Catholics that you don't have to answer those questions anymore. You know, that's, I, that's what I wish people would say, that it's not, it's not the Holy Father or papal authority speaking down to you and making your life miserable. No, it is, there are all these questions of your identity. I, this is what I see everywhere. People are wrestling with all these questions of their identity and they have been, they have tasked themselves 
with the impossible task of trying to do it themselves. There's no way, like there is absolutely no way you can spend the rest of your life. But if you actually think I'm going to try to figure out why I'm here, I'm going to try to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to figure out like my purpose, all these things. You want to do that without God's help. It's impossible. It's actually impossible. It's a totally, it's completely painful. And I see so many people in my life, my age, older, whatever, who really struggle with their identity. And I, what I wish they understood was that's the whole point of Christianity. The whole point is God is basically like, you guys will never figure this out yourself. That's just how it is. You know, it's unfortunate. It's original sin. It's what have you. You'll never figure it out. So he came and showed us the way. And I wish people understood that. And, you know, another thing I wish, you know, I wish that people could see that all religions are not the same. You know, it's it's such an incredibly superficial way that people look at faith, this word faith, and they think Christianity and Hinduism and Islam and whatever are similar. And they're not at all. Actually, they're like completely different. And that's something else that I wish people understood. You, if you look just beneath the surface, the, the moral, religious, faith, relativism that we have is, it's laughable. Like, it's not actually even close. And I know for me, that's easier because I came from Hinduism and I really understood that philosophy very well. I was the president of the Hindu Students Association in my college. It was very important to me. I read a lot of that scripture. And you know, it's, it does, it doesn't even, it barely operates on the same plane as the truth of Christianity. And those are two things I wish people understood that it's not a set of rules that makes your life worse. It's actually a set of answers that makes your life better. And I wish that people could understand that it's vastly, completely different from everything else that's out there. You know, the truth, it's singular and it's different. Thank you for listening to Kailash's story. I would love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the join us link at knowhis.love.